All right, Rad Dads, and we're back for the 21st episode, maybe? Yeah, sounds good. All right. I'm Rob. I'm Sal. That's Sal. And we're going to bring you the 21st numbered episode. It's actually episode number 23, I believe, or 24 because of the fantasy sports. Ah, okay, yes. This is holidaying through COVID. Holidaying through COVID. We had uh, parenting through COVID when the whole pandemic started in March. So now we felt like bringing you an episode of holidaying through COVID. Now that Thanksgiving done and over with, what are you going to do, Sal? Well, you don't want to talk about my, my festivities and my Thanksgiving festivities because I'd oh, like to hear right. about yours. All right. That's right. So <laughs> we, we recorded a couple of weeks ago. We decided to scrap it. We didn't like it. So let's talk about Thanksgiving. How'd the bird come out? Actually, rather good. It cooked fast. I, it, so yeah, it was. I know. I was there at 10 a.m. and it was done. <laughs> I was shocked. They, they were, I think it was uh, 15 to 17 minutes per pound or whatever the hell it was. I had a, a 17 pound bird, 16.8 pounds, whatever it was. So I put it, I put it. So this was my Thanksgiving day. I woke up at four, took the bird out of the, the, the refrigerator, right? It was still in the brine. Went back to sleep, woke up at 530, took the bird out of the brine. Rinsed it down, giving you know a nice, uh, a nice little bath, and then I started prepping to put in the oven. Made my uh, my butter, garlic, thyme, salt rub that I that I you know jammed under the skin. I, I, I uh, caressed the boobies of the uh, turkey, and uh, you got a little handy. Into the oven it went, but uh, shit came out at ten o'clock. I think it went in at ten six thirty, seven o'clock. It was done by ten. So not only did he get up at four, prep the bird, but then he started making fresh mozzarella too. Yes, yes. How did you start that? Uh, nine thirty. Okay. The so. fresh mozzarella was at nine thirty. Yeah. Okay. My plan was to take the bird out at least an hour or forty-five minutes before it was done. So then, when the family came over, I was going to put it back in and let it cook the rest of the way because we're Italian and Italians cook for armies. I mean, I learned it from my fam- my parents. So I tried spacing everything out. First, you know, I told them to show up one or two o'clock and we'll do all the appetizers, the stuffed clams, the stuffed mushrooms, the cold cuts, the cheeses, the, the everything. And then figure by the time six o'clock rolls around, you know, everybody will be hungry again. I'll put the bird in at like five. Bird will come out nice and hot. And boy, was I fucking wrong. The fucking bird was already cooked. But it didn't come out dry though, right? Came out all right? Yeah, no. Uh, it was actually really salty. I fucked up. <laughs> I thought so, it. I thought it was the juice at the bottom of the pan. That no, was the fucking turkey. <laughs> so was it the brine? Did you not taste the brine? I did. I did not taste the brine. But I. I when I was seasoning the bird, the outside, I, I put salt and pepper and thyme. I should. I should have limited my salt on the skin. Because there was salt in the brine. There was salt in the brine. Yeah. But there was also brown sugar and chicken stock and but yeah it was a little salty so you can imagine how many people were, were running for the the bottles of water <laughs> sucking back bottles of water like there was no tomorrow okay. and now how was your thanksgiving like did did you follow the cdc guidelines in the uh small gatherings of no more than nine and a half people and did you socially distance? We did socially distance. So non-alcoholic beverages, so nobody felt... felt. No, no, they said don't drink because it, it enhances people's... Uh, they want to sing or, you know, talk yeah, more. So I'm in retail, so Black Friday is pretty pretty big deal for us. So I had to work on Friday, so I wasn't 
really drinking Thanksgiving, but we did social distance to an extent, and I think we were around like 12 people, so we tried to keep it within reason. We were at my brother's house, and to be honest, the the cooking for an army is an, is an understatement. Went to my brother's. They had hummus. They had two spinach dips. So mm. one my mom made, one my sister-in-law made. So you got to try them both, right? Which one was better? Listen, my mom's... <laughs> my I'm putting you on the spot here. My sister-in-law is a good cook. She does some things very well. But I but not the spinach dip. But I grew up on my mom's spinach dip. Listen, if you ask my wife, she's going to tell you anything. Like, my mom's chicken cutlets. It's my mom versus my wife. My wife makes some pretty banging chicken cutlets. That's what you grew up on. That's what you know. Yeah, no. So even like cookies and st- stuff like that. My mom's an incredible baker and, and cook. So, but for their spread, they had cheese, they had hummus, they had um, the spinach dip. They My mom makes um, fried artichokes in, in Bisquick, which is only like around the holidays. They're fantastic. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And between that and the hummus, I was stuffed. With the hummus, did you have like pita chips or bread or something like? Uh, they had. They had. Well, you dipping your fingers. Had, yeah, I was. I, I took the bowl and just started licking it. Um, they. They did have pita um, bread, like d- dipping bread, not the chips, and then they had celery and carrots, which I ate a lot of. What's it called when it's all the vegetables cut up? A. Um, vegetable platter. No, it's not a vegetable platter. <laughs> That's one of my friends. One of our mutual friends loved that one he used to drink. We um, we had we had none of that. What's that? Chaudhary or something like that? I have no idea. Whatever that is, my mom brings. So this is how crazy it gets. My mom brought so it was peppers, tomatoes, carrots, celery, and fanuc. I don't, oh, know what, I don't really know what the real name anise. of fanuc is. Anise. Anise? Yeah. That's a derogatory uh, term in fanuc? Yeah, fanuc in Italian. That's the only thing I've known. Yeah. Oh, See, babe, Fanuc's derogatory. Well, that's that's dialect. Finocchio is is yeah, is, but it's a derogatory term. <laughs> oh, for, all of, for all of I, our Italian listeners, yeah, sorry, you Italian. know what Finocchio is. So my mom makes it, but she doesn't come with like it's like she doesn't come with like ten of any piece. She comes with like a freezer bag filled with vegetables. So I'll show you one. I still have the the carrots. Big bag of carrots. Big bag of... I'm like, Ma, who's going to eat this? There's like 10 people here. She's like, well, you know, there's enough people and uh, they'll eat it. And I'm like... So if, somebody's, if somebody's hungry later on. You may not know this. So I've been pretty much a, a pescatarian since the beginning of November. I haven't eaten a single piece of meat. I didn't know that was a religion. <laughs> so when you're keto and you're going like balls to the wall red meat the and i went to oh my god it must have been a year ago i went for my physical and i told the doctor so i lost a ton of weight and the doctor said you know out of like if you want something to prescribe to do more of a mediterranean diet so i looked it up i liked it listen i love keto there's some great things about keto it's the first time in my life i really ate bacon bacon on a regular basis and red meat i was having steak like three times a week so a lot of people say you can do keto for your whole life Maybe, but you're probably going to die of a heart attack because your arteries are going to be clogged. <laughs> so I pivoted and I went to Mediterranean, very worried that it wasn't going to work because it's a lot of beans. A lot of beans, a lot of hummus. And we've talked about this. So you have chicken once in a while um, and turkey once in a while, right? So but you she, haven't had sausage? I haven't had sausage. <laughs> I haven't had hot dogs. So 
Sal has some good hot dogs at his house. Let me tell you. They're delicious. <laughs> the only time I ever eat, eat a hot dog is when I go to his house. That sounds really bad, actually. Rob likes my hot dog. So he has this hot dog that's stuffed with jalapeno cheese. Jalapeno and cheddar. Oh, my God. It's, it's freaking phenomenal. I, I don't like hot dogs. I had like three of them last time I was at his house. Kudos to my good buddy, Rick. Oh. That's a that's a Thuman's brand. Is it? Cheddar jalapeno hot dogs. Banging. Listen, I don't eat hot dogs, but damn, if you see them in the grocery store and you like hot dogs, you should get them. And you like spicy food. But I so I haven't been eating. So since November, maybe the end of October, I haven't eaten any meat at all. Chicken, nothing. So predominantly I'm eating a lot of hummus, to be honest. And it fills you up. It does. It's because it's thick. <laughs> this episode is out of control. So, why do you automatically go perverted? <laughs> All right, this is the guy who's talking about sausage and, uh, and and his hot dog at his house. So, wait, you're talking about my hot dog at my house? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this sounds a good one. Make sure the kids aren't listening. Um, so I've been going that track. So when I when all the vegetables came out. And I had already said, maybe I'll have a little bit of turkey, you know, just because it's, it's the holiday. Couldn't even eat. I was so full because the hummus was so filling. And right now in my fridge, I think I have five things of hummus because... Jesus. Not that I go through them, but I have five things of hummus because someone bought them all. But you ever try making it fresh? I am. That's my next thing. So we bought the tahini sauce. So I'm going to do it when I have off for the next two weeks. I'm going to start making stuff. It's just chickpeas. Ground just, up chickpeas, yeah, just, olive oil, and whatever seasoning you want. Tahini sauce you need. And What's then tahini what sauce? To, um, some sauce. Some sauce. <laughs> I don't have no idea what it is. But the other thing I want to do is like um, either poblano peppers or jalapenos Ooh. or make – I like things spicy. So if I'm making it for me because no one's probably else going to eat it, I'm making it spicy. So I'll probably put my uh, brother-in-law, Anthony, shout out, even though you're probably not listening – they grow hot peppers in their backyard. Oh, wow. So he gave me like a bag and I have them frozen. So I've been just waiting for something to use them on. Perfect. Perfect opportunity. Yeah. I'll, have, dude, I'll have some. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it. Make sure it's edible first and then I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll share. So the only vegetables at my Thanksgiving dinner are uh, the peas and the carrots. Uh, the mashed potato. I guess that's not That's a not a vegetable. Right? Uh, well, I get Well, whatever. So the peas I, and the carrots and, and the juice underneath the turkey. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean... I was actually listening to another podcast and they were talking about Thanksgiving's all about the sides. And the more you think about it, like, yeah, the turkey's great. It's it's the main course. The sides are where it's, it's everything at. leading up to what it. What is your so we didn't talk about this pre so this is an episode we actually pre gamed for. Kinda for, sorta. Kinda sorta. Not not the right term, but you guys know what I mean. We scripted and wrote an outline a little bit to make sure we covered everything we wanted to cover. One thing we didn't put in there is what's your favorite side? For Thanksgiving, what is your like top three side with appetizers or the main course? I would say main course. That for me, that's so string beans with tomatoes, um, candied yams. So sweet potatoes with like the granulated brown sugar on top. Oh yeah, you, so you so you boil you boil the yams. Yeah, and you mash them like mashed potatoes. Yeah. Then you put them in a pan. You flatten it out. Put globs of butter. Yeah. You sprinkle with brown sugar. Yeah. And then you cover it with uh, mini marshmallows. Oh, my God. My sister-in-law makes it somewhat like that. I don't think the marshmallows are there, but it's very similar to that, and it's amazing. Oh, it's fantastic. All right. Another dish. Uh, I really don't... My mom sometimes make pop, makes pasta, but I'm, I'm going to go with candied yams, mashed potatoes, and string beans. That's my, those are my f- 
favorites. So I, I think my top three is, so my wife makes stuffing, which she says is really just out of the bag peppers firm, but it's the only time of year you make stuffing. It's delicious. Um, I'd say stuffing's up there. Uh, mashed potatoes. My brother makes some banging mashed potatoes. And then I think it is the uh, sweet potatoes, the candy yams. They're, they're good. I was almost cranberry sauce because you only eat it that time of year. So cranberry sauce is really good too. See, I've never, I, I've never had it. I don't know if it's bitter or or is it? It's, su- I guess it's tart. not tart, not it's bitter, tart. tart. And it's, I think it's good. My mom used to home make it, homemade, make it homemade, and it was phenomenal. But it was like it was too much. Like it was like a whole like she was a company yeah, like a pint size container. You know, what the hell you do with it? Yeah, Everybody's I mean, taking a half a teaspoon. Yeah. So those are my top three, I, I think. And obviously, if if we were to add in appetizers, I'd be adding in the artichokes. So, so now is there an after turkey meal? Yeah, traditionally there is. So we used to have, so when my parents were together before they got divorced and I was a kid, you used to have turkey sandwiches afterwards, you know, once everyone left. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. So what's your after turkey? So our after turkey is clams on a half shell, oysters on a half shell, raw, raw, and then steamed Alaskan king crab legs. Oh my god, dude! Who, really? Oh, yeah. you got that? Oh, we didn't. We just had Alaskan king crab legs. We where'd we, you get them from? Uh, Costco. Oh, they have them. Yeah, dude, super expensive now. Okay. My sister, my sister brought them. She, she, she foot the bill for that. They used to be like I don't know, twelve ninety nine a pound. Yeah. They're like almost twenty seven dollars a pound now. But oh my god, fantastic! I love. I, we were actually talking about this the other day, completely off topic. My son loves crab. And I'm like, we have to go to, once this is all over, I said, I'll take you to a, like a, a crab crab house or whatever. Go to Pub 199. So he was talking, so he's like, like Joe's Crab Shack. And I was like, no, that's, that's BS. Yeah. That's like commercial. There are like, there's a place in South Red Lobster. Yeah. That's, I'm surprised he didn't say that. <laughs> there's a place in South Jersey that's like way off the beaten path. This place, most people wouldn't, it's like out of, in Hamilton, down by Atlantic City, called Crabby's. There's nothing around. It's just this bar, and it's unbelievable. If you sit down, food's fantastic. Food's I bet. fantastic, and you just get crabs. Crab. Oh my god! You leave, and you're just like so happy. You have a, you have a, a beer, some crab legs, and that's all you need. I mean, if you want to go low, if you don't want to go down to Hamilton, Pub One Ninety Nine, Mount Arlington. Good. Oh yeah, get a crab leg. It's like fucking a three a three pound crab leg. <laughs> like, the it's good. And, and what town is it in? Uh, Mount Arlington. It, it it's good, it's good. So so I'm I'm assuming you didn't follow the um. What am I no, there's for? no ten people CDC okay. bullshit that the governor was talking about. I will tell you though, and we can go into what you wrote here in a second. But for Christmas Eve, usually for us, it's like thirty people here, and because of everything that's going on, the uptick in COVID cases, the diversity of the people who are going to be here, meaning. All my cousins, so my close cousins, we have, um, my mom's one of six, or was one of six, someone passed away. I grew up with, um, my aunt and uncle lived in Montvale, and we grew up very close to, to those cousins, and we always invite them for every holiday, every birthday, everything, like, they're always invited, and unfortunately, this year, and my in-laws are invited, and, and in-laws and sister-in-laws. So, so it's a huge it's a gathering. huge yeah. gathering. We decided to cut it down to just my family because we see my, um, we see my 
in-laws all on Christmas Day. We go there for dinner. So, and unfortunately, my cousins, I was like, listen, we'll set something up separately and we'll get together instead of having everyone because it's just too much. My, I can say this now, my brother, my brother's expecting. Oh yeah, he was unexpected. So yeah. yeah, so we can definitely say that. So he's expecting. I don't want, and even though he's in the restaurant business, I don't want to introduce more risk. Sure, of course. Dealing with, um, and my mom is is a cancer survivor. So you know, and can and lung cancer survivor. So as another person that I'm, yeah. I'm worried about, very worried. High about. risk. But it's you know it's just adding more possibilities to a to something that could just be very small, and we just have the the my mom and, and my brother over and. And keep it small. And my kids are happy. They were kind of bummed that they're not going to see their cousins because we talk about my cousins' kids as, as their cousins, even though they're two of them are teenagers and two of them are twenty. They they love seeing them. Love seeing. That's them. awesome because they look up to them. They probably idolize them. Yeah. So so it sucks, but we'll figure out once this vaccine's out and this is this is like brought down and the COVID you know cases are down. It definitely will will have you know whatever in the spring. Hopefully, we'll just have a big party and celebrate COVID not being here anymore. See, what, what what bothers me is the hypocrisy of, of the leaders. There was a, a Texas, Texas mayor, a guy named Steve Adler, urged all his residents of the town that he's mayor in to keep your Thanksgiving gathering small, don't go see family, um, and, and, you know, to, to try and keep the numbers down, to do their part, to not spread the disease. And he made a video all while on vacation with his fucking family. So and where were they? Mexico. <laughs> so I, I mean, really, you're 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 doing a PSA and urging the residents of the town you are mayor of not to gather for Thanksgiving, all while on vacation for Thanksgiving with your family. It it, it dude, it's it's disgusting. It drives me nuts. Another governor that I'd like to mention, Governor Cuomo of New York. If you love your family, tell your family you love them. I'm giving you the gift of life. I don't want to spread the COVID. We're doing our part, keeping the numbers down. I love you. Um, just stay with your immediate family. Tell them not to come over because you don't want to get anybody sick. This asshole, pardon my French, is asked in a, in, a, in a news conference what he was doing for Thanksgiving, what his plans were. Do you, do you believe he had the balls to say that his daughters, his daughters are much older, I guess, were, were going to his house and he was spending Thanksgiving with his daughters and his mother? So on one, he's talking on one side of his mouth, telling the people of New York, stay home, don't gather. We want to do our part, not trying to spread COVID. And now you're having your, your kids coming from whoever, wherever they're coming from and your mother who is, I think she's 97 years old. So don't stand on your fucking soapbox and tell people to stay the fuck home. Don't gather with your family because we're worried about this virus all while you're vacationing in Mexico with your family or you go on the news and tell people your daughters are coming over and your mother. I mean, the hypocrisy is disgusting. That's what drives me fucking crazy, man. I, I agree that hypocrisy is a little bit out of control what i i agree with what they're saying meaning that the large groups will lead to an explosion of covid cases but 
practice what you preach. And uh, to be honest, I don't think they can tell their difference between their ass and their elbow. And the sad day is going to come where if they're caught and they end up getting COVID because they're not listening to what the CDC or what they're actually saying, that's going to be an issue. Uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. A hundred percent. So it just, you know, it just bothers me that they stand on their soapbox and, and it's, it's pretty much do as we say, not as we do. Yeah, I, I get it. Sorry for that volume uh, spike on, on my mic. Realized that it was down a little bit. Don't touch the settings. I had to touch the settings. It was obviously there was a discrepancy that I just noticed ten minutes in. So I, I, I digress. I, I I had to get that off my chest. Uh, you know, and, and they're 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 saying the same fucking thing for Christmas. Small gatherings. Don't travel. Some states have even put curfew. It, it it's absolutely lunacy. I spoke to my cousin from Texas yesterday. Yeah. His daughters, full time. Have not missed a day since the first day of school. Him and his wife and his kids, they go out to eat dinner. Restaurants, they're not, they're, they're not reducing the amount of people in the restaurants. They go out to eat. They socialize with friends. I, I guess the more south you go, the less people, I don't want to say don't give a shit, but I, yeah, lack of a better term, or they, they don't give a shit. Survival of the fittest, I guess, Darwinism? I don't know, man. It's just... I mean, listen, when I went to North Carolina, so we'll disclose I went to North Carolina during the <gasps> summer, we went to eat in a restaurant. My wife was freaked out. Um, we wore a mask pretty much the whole You didn't have to wear a mask when you're seated, but you know, once you're seated, the, the tables were spread out. There weren't that many tables in there, but it was a little bit eerie being in a restaurant at that time. Since then, I think we've eaten out twice. And that was like after a soccer practice where we eat at a local bar where, again, the tables are so spread out. It wasn't a big deal. But listen, do I think it should be, you know, one extreme or the other? No, I think there needs to be a middle ground. And to be honest, me and my brother fought with people this summer when people were saying, no, you shouldn't be able to eat in a restaurant. Now, if you look at the COVID cases, they're twice as high as what they were when we were completely shut down. The, the positive cases. If you look at the spike, the right? Curve, yeah. So why is now okay to be open? And I and I hope they stay open because you know for my yeah, but they reduce capacity, no? They reduce capacity, but during the whole summer you couldn't eat inside. So you're talking right. about small small businesses that are suffering because these assholes. There's no science. Be, there's no statistics behind it, and that was my brother's point. Is he goes, as soon as we're out of the summer, he goes, they're going to allow us to eat indoors, even with reduced capacity. But it's because there's no statistics behind it. It's because they didn't want the shore stuff, I've, you know, the, the shore bars and stuff like that to, to have that business because they felt it would spread, so which you, may be true. So you screw the mom and pops. You screw you, all the mom and pops. The, the, the backbone of this country. You screw the mom and pops, but you keep Walmart open. You keep Home Depot open. You keep Lowe's open. You keep all those fucking yeah. big box stores open, all those corporate Who can stores, survive? Who, who can survive, but you fuck the guys that, that, that put their blood, sweat, and tear into their business. Family, family savings. You screw them, okay? You shut them down. I was reading an article today. The, the the young guys that own the gym down in South Jersey. I think it, they, what's his name? Sean Whalen? I, I don't know. But it's they, Lions Not Sheep, right? Is that that guy? No, no, not him. Okay. The, the guys that own the bar down in South Yeah, uh, the, I know the who the gym they, down the gym. in South yeah, they shut them down. Belmar. Right? So yeah. so they are facing hundred and twenty four thousand dollars in fine 
and and they interview the guy. He goes, "You can you can continue to find me. I will not pay the fine." Because it's, it's but he was taken. So I read, and this was a week ago. He said they've taken away his livelihood. First of all, with all like the shutdowns, then they took away his business license. Then they took away like, and they kept just taking, taking, taking. Like, let's be honest. This this is a this is a tax paying business supporting, you know person of the community the guy's just trying to make a living and i had the same argument this summer where one of my friends said to to my brother is like well you know you should be doing what's right and i said so you can go to work still get your paycheck right exactly but because you're not in the restaurant industry or have a small business or have a small business you're not impacted yeah well people have to make sacrifices they give me your fucking paycheck and give it to my brother because that's bullshit. Dude. You want to make sacrifices. He's like, oh, well, we took a pay cut. I said, there's a difference between taking a temporary pay cut and losing your fucking business that you put all this shit yeah. into. Life savings. Yeah, life savings. And listen, I'm not even – it's not my business, but I know my family is a family of entrepreneurs. So my dad has his own business. My brother has his own business. My cousins – a lot of my cousins have their own businesses. I'm the black sheep. I want to work for, <laughs> for <laughs> corporate America. Um but it's frustrating to hear people who you've known for 15 years say, well, they need to make sacrifices. I want to do just angle. Oh, my God. I just want to punch the guy in the face. I was like, that's such a bullshit argument. Make sacrifices. We are now at worse statistics than we were this summer where you made that same argument, but now it's okay. He's like, well, I won't go to a restaurant. And listen, I'm okay. You don't, you don't have to go to a restaurant. But give these small businesses the opportunity to make their money. Because I went to a restaurant. I'm okay. We're purposely not this is something we could talk about about plants for, for Christmas and we'll and I'll perfect caveat into it. For Christmas Eve, we have this huge thing every year. We're not doing it. We're keeping it small with my mom and my brother. But is it more than ten people? Because you know, I'm, no, it's I'm not. gonna call the local authority if it's more. Actually, it's like, <laughs> no, it's less than ten people, actually. Um, but what we're doing is we're not we're not cooking anything. We're buying everything from local businesses. That's the way to do it. So we're getting um, pastries for from Liam Bien Rose in town. We are getting Christmas Eve dinner from Granita Grill in Westwood. So we're going out purposely to idea. because listen, we could cook, but it makes my wife's time a lot easier. She's not in the kitchen. We can actually enjoy. She can actually enjoy can Christmas enjoy the Eve. Company, yeah, yeah. I'll go out, run, get it. My brother will probably tag along, and we'll. Get the food, come back, it will enjoy everyone's company instead of having my wife's in the kitchen for ten hours or whatever. She, you know, starts getting up at nine a.m. and cooking. So I said to her, I said, "Listen, we're in a position where we can support the local businesses. Let's just do it." So it, I agree with supporting local businesses. And and another thing that bothers me is now that all these states that that are screwing all the the small businesses, they're 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 requesting federal funding. To, yeah. So what to, happens to fill their shortfall? So but they're yeah. not. So they're screwing mom and pop shops to tell them to shut down, right? Yeah. So they're not collecting the taxes. So now there's a big uh, uh, gap in their budget. Something's got to fill that gap. So here's my here's my thought. So I just read something today, and I don't know if this is true. Is that there? There's probably going to be a second influx of money, right? Well, now that we got a new president, they're going to improve it. Well, the old president, I think, solved the issue by getting the vaccine, and he didn't do it. I understand that, but it was within his his tenure. Um, and I, and I listen. 
I'm not a Democrat by any means, and I'm not a um, right-wing Republican. I'm more down the middle. But I hope Biden does good by this company, um, by this country. I really do. I really hope so. And some of the things he's already doing by having like bipartisan cabinet, kind of interesting. Not that he, I think he's no, one or two. True, true, true. I agree. Look. And we said we, this is not going to be politics. No, so. no, no politics on this podcast. So we'll, we'll digress into we'll digress. Uh, Christmas. So, so what are you doing for Christmas? <laughs> so I already talked about what I'm doing Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, we are going to my dad. So my parents are divorced. We talked about this. Um, so we're going to my dad's in in the morning. I have a stepsister who my kids, you know, kind of play with. They're around the same age, and the kids all get along, so it's great. My brother will will be there, and we'll do a Christmas breakfast, and then in the afternoon we'll go to my mother in law's and we'll do Christmas dinner, which is always a feast. It's, she's an incredible cook. That that's our Christmas day. But what are you? What are you guys planning on doing? We are traveling for uh, for Christmas. Oh my God! Are you going to make it across state lines? See, that's what I don't know, man. You know, my, my sister-in-law who lives in uh, South Carolina, she said that South Carolina imposed a curfew. You can't travel after <laughs> 8 or really? before 6 a.m. Yeah, so I, to be honest with you, I, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. But it, it, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, we, we, we notified our kids' school. Uh, we told them that we were traveling. Uh, they're probably going to have to uh, homeschool uh, one week after we get back. I don't think they've announced anything. But as of right now, we're on... We're on virtual until the fourth. Until the fourth. Yeah, I don't think we're going back. My wife may lose her mind then. I, I hope you're wrong. I don't think we're going back because I'm going to work then full time. <laughs> I don't. I, I honestly. I honestly think it's no way. I don't, dude. It was 15 days. We got to flatten the curve. 15 days, right? Are you talking about March? Yeah. <laughs> 15 days, right? 15 days and like 30 bottles of bourbon later. So now, so now the numbers are spiking. Do you think they're going to tell that we're going to go back to school? I I don't know. I don't listen. I'm, maybe, I'm the, nervous. maybe the silver lining is is that we have a vaccine now. You know, that's a uh, 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 everybody's uh, false sense of uh, comfort. You know, or security. I, I don't know. All I know is today someone asked me, "Are you going to take the vaccine?" And I said, "Yeah." I said, "Probably." Then I see on the news. <laughs> that people are having reactions to the vaccine. I said, well, maybe I'll think twice about that. <laughs> I'll let other people take it. I mean, listen, by the time it gets to little old me, it's been proven a million times over because it's going to be the frontline people who are going to get it first. And the people who really need it, who are dealing it with day in, day out, by the time it gets to the general pop, I think it's six months out, at least. Now, do you even give it to your kids? It's a whole nother story because it's not a proven vaccine. What's the long-term effects? I don't know how I feel about it. To to, to be a hundred percent honest, is you don't typically t- you don't typically buy the first car that's off the off the assembly line because there's gonna be issues with it. So, there's gonna be fucking issues. I had this conversation with my cousin. He's a smart guy, and I said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking that snake oil." And he goes, "Why not?" I said, I did, "No way." I said, "Because flu vaccine took years to develop, and and still now the flu vaccine, you know, it works to an extent." You know, every, of course, because the, the, the flu strain uh, mutates and now you got a different different strain. I get that. And he goes, look, he goes, it was a manufactured um, uh, disease. Uh, not disease. What the hell word am I? Uh, virus. Virus. There we go. It was a manufactured virus. He goes, so we know exactly, well, I hope the United States knows exactly how to combat it. And that's why it only took nine months to come up with a vaccine. I said, I'd love to believe that. It sounds great. 
you know, but I, I don't know. I So while that may be true, it wasn't manufactured by the United States. The virus. Yes. No. It, so it's the, it's, the it's, two companies that came out with it are... It's the China United, virus. Yeah. So the two companies that came out with the, with the vaccine are both United States, I believe, American companies based out of America. Pfizer? Pfizer is definitely American. Moderna? Moderna, I don't know. I don't know. It, no, I don't, I don't know if Moderna is. Okay. So we'll look that up and I'll correct myself. I don't know. I know they're not Chinese companies and I guarantee if it was a Chinese vaccine, no one would take it. Let's circle back. So you're going to try to make it down to the south somewhere. The south, yeah. Somewhere in the south. Okay. It could be South Jersey. It could be south of Delaware. Somewhere in the south. <laughs> but we are traveling. I work, I'll work. i probably be working remote next week up until uh, Christmas Eve. And then uh, just, just hanging most of the time. I don't know if they have any plans or, or, or if we're going to do anything. I'm game for anything. I just I just want to relax, hang out with the kids, hang out with the family, BS, catch up on on, on missed time. But my wife's Colombian, and uh, one year I hijacked Christmas Eve. What? <laughs> yeah. So. My they, wife's Colombian. I hijacked Christmas Eve. I don't know where you're going with this. Food, <laughs> like food, food wise, so no nobody could decide what the what, what they were gonna make for Christmas Eve. Like, were you down there wherever yeah, you're going? Yeah, we, we were down right. in Florida. We were we were down in Florida the when I hijacked Christmas Eve. They they couldn't decide what they wanted to eat. Ah, oh, we don't know what are you gonna make. So like me, family tradition, we we already know what what we're gonna Christmas eat. Eve. You're always eating fish anyway. So so I was like, you know what, I'm going to the store, and I, they're not big fish people. So I was like, I'm just gonna do this Italian feast. I brought prosciutto, prosciutto, not mozzarella. I didn't want to buy mozzarella. I got uh, Parmesan cheese. Uh, I made penne vodka sauce. What else did I make? I think I made. I think I, bought, I made stuffed clams too. I would say a steak. It'd be great. It would be no. contrary to what Christmas Eve was supposed to be. So I pretty much hijacked Christmas Eve. Yeah. And but I I cooked I cooked everything. Yeah. Which I think it was their first true Italian meal for Christmas Eve, and I th- everybody enjoyed it. It, it. it was fun. It was a good time. But you know I help when I can. If they ask me, they love my penne vodka sauce. So so what I, do you put in your so your vodka sauce? So I've never had it. What do you put in the vodka sauce? I can't. I don't use butter. You don't use butter. No. But do you use pancetta or do you use something else? I use prosciutto. You use prosciutto. Yeah, right. I, know, I know a lot of people use the pancetta. Pancetta is the Italian food? bacon. Yeah, yeah. So you get a lot of flavor from that. You get. I get the flavor from the prosciutto. The pancetta, you get a lot of the oil. So my brother makes it when he makes it the way he's made it. He'll make it with the pancetta, I believe. But when he's like chimping out on like, the money, like he doesn't want to pay for it because it's expensive. Does he add peas? I think he. It's been a long time since he's made it. So I think so. I think the traditional vodka sauce has peas in it. I do not use peas. You don't use peas, but I think that's a Sicilian thing because everything Sicilian has peas in it. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> rice balls. Yeah, rice balls has peas in it. They have peas and pasta. They have lentils and like crazy. Oh, and we're about we're going through the snow apocalypse right now in 2020. Yes. There's a no better way to end 2020 with 24 inches of snow in North Jersey. It's great. Yes, fantastic. I hope you like my meme about Taylor Ham and pork roll. Great. If you're from Jersey, you know what that's about. So unfortunately, based on my diet, I can't eat processed meats. So I can't. I can look at it now. It looks. It looks delicious. What Taylor Ham? Yeah, it's like one of my favorite things. To Once eat. a week. Come on. No, I don't even eat it. None. Uh, I, have, you suck. I have completely on the boat, man. I love it. But here's the thing. Here's what I eat instead. So I eat a lot of avocado toast. I eat avocado toast all the time. And my wife, I don't know when this started. It must be like three or four months now, it feels like. She makes guacamole once a week. 
So like mm, I have fresh guacamole stuff. and I'm like, I got fresh guacamole. I just use that, put that on an avocado because I'm not crushing an avocado. She has already done it. Put an egg on it, some sriracha. Oh, it's phenomenal. You know what you got to try? What? Do you like egg salad? My wife makes egg salad. <laughs> that woman that makes woman. egg. <laughs> so hard boil two eggs. Yeah. Take a half an avocado. Obviously when the egg, the hard boiled eggs are cold, mm-hmm. mix them together. Dude, it is so good. No mayonnaise, salt and pepper. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's fantastic. What did you make that I tried? So, oh, so your the chickpea salad that you told me about. Oh, it's a Mediterranean chickpea salad. Yeah. Yeah, but this is so simple, simple, stupid for anybody who's following the Mediterranean diet. You do some chickpeas, olive oil, can of chickpeas, red peppers, uh, cucumber, lettuce, feta cheese. So his is even more more uh, than mine. Olive oil, oregano. And white vinegar. So what white I've wine vinegar. so what I've done. So he told me that and black olives. I just do chickpeas, olive oil, salt, pepper, onions, red pepper. Mix it all together. Celery. Sometimes if I have celery, I'll cut up the celery just for that crunch. It is like I'll make like I'll throw like two cans in there, and I'll eat that all week. It is phenomenal. It's good stuff, it, and it fills you up. So. So going back to Christmas, do you yeah. celebrate Christmas Eve and Christmas Day? Yes. So me growing up, we celebrated Christmas Eve. Now, did you wait till midnight to open gifts? No. So as Christmas, a as a kid, Christmas Eve was always my dad's side of the family, and my dad's side of the family was on Long Island. So we'd go there, and my grandparents were there, and my aunt and uncles were there. My aunt and uncle were there. And then by the time we got home, because we were coming back from their house at like 8 o'clock, we were done so we just go to bed um but it was a big deal so my uncle lived in like brookville or um and then when we we got older he lived right on the hudson so it was like nice houses and you know it was always it was always a very extravagant uh christmas eve but there was a bunch of us because there's three of them but there's a bunch of kids and my both my aunt and my uncle had married twice as i was growing up so they were on their second um second husband and wife and then they had kids so sometimes those kids would show up and oh wow so big yeah uh, big event me and my brother were the youngest out of the cousins on that side of the family and my my one cousin is like 10 years older than me and she was already like married by the time i was a teenager so it progressed over time but yeah we would open one gift christmas eve when we got home so when i was a kid spending with the cousins my father's side of the family mostly it was you know big celebration dinner Hang out. the 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 adults would either play Italian bingo or scopa. No, uh, it's called tombola. But the 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 men would play uh, either scopa or uh, or scala quaranta or or they played poker. And my mom's side of the family, who's straight up Italian, grew up in Harlem. They used to play poker. I remember all the guys sitting around a table, and there used to be bins in the middle of the table. I have no idea what game they were playing. But they used to bet. They'd sit in there, play cards all night. And the kids would be downstairs beating the crap out of each other. My one cousin would kick my ass. He's like 15 years older than me. They used to play cards. I thought when I became an adult, I get to play cards after the fucking holidays. I get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it's changed since since when I was a kid because we would actually... So while the, while the adults were playing, doing whatever they were doing, the kids were doing whatever they were doing, we would actually wait till midnight to open gifts. So someone would play Santa Claus and then, and then one of the younger kids would play the elf. So Santa Claus would call out the name of the gift. 
the elf would go over and give it to the person and we'd watch everybody open their gift and there'd be ooh ah ooh that's nice and it was fun it was a good time now it's changed where christmas we we have dinner christmas eve we don't wait till midnight christmas morning santa's gifts comes actually you know i'm lying so christmas eve we we open gifts that we give our kids Christmas morning is when they open up Santa's gifts. And that's what we do Christmas, you know, Christmas morning. We, we open up to get, they, they wake up early, they get all crazy, and they, they write a list. To, we asked, so we have an, uh, this little fucker. It's called Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> I don't know if you guys uh, are enduring the same pain uh, I endure. Listen, but Sal this, put his in a fucking box for the last... Quarantine. Quarantine for the last he, two weeks. He just came out today, this, this morning. This <laughs> fucking elf's flying through my house all the time. <laughs> This guy came out this morning, thank God. But we gotta find, every night gotta find a spot for this guy. It's like holy shit. So thank God it's only a couple days for us He's before going we to the leave. Fucking fireplace soon. <laughs> so they they write their letters to, to to their elf, and the elf goes back to Santa and tells Santa what they want for Christmas, and then you know so, magic happens. So the, my son wrote a letter, and apparently now there's elf pets, and elf and elf girlfriends or boyfriends oh okay so my daughter said I'm like what the fuck my daughter said that our, her their elf needs a girlfriend i said no 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 he, you want him to stay focused on you and not focused on the girlfriend there's no second elf <laughs> i said because if he gets a girlfriend he's gonna miss a lot of things so the focus will no longer be on you guys it'll be on her so i have <laughs> i have friends who because they have boys and girls um kids they have two elves I'm like, why the fuck would you have two elves? Like, and he's like, well, I got a boy and a girl. They got a girl elf and a boy elf. And I'm like, yeah, there's only a fucking one elf coming in his house. We only have one. Yeah, that's Santa only allowed one. Yep. So one thing I wanted to kind of talk is, what are your three favorite holiday movies? Ooh, we found the movie, which I think we stumbled upon it a couple years ago. Phenomenal message, and I encourage everybody to to watch this movie. It's called A Christmas Tree Miracle. It is a fantastic movie. It's got such a wonderful message. Uh, my kids love it. Uh, I, I I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not even gonna tell you what it's about. Is it on Netflix? Not sure. I forget where the hell we watched it. But look it up. It, it is a great movie. Touching. Uh, great message. It makes you open your eyes. So. We, we like that movie, uh, A Christmas Story, which I grew up on. I, I, I watched a marathon. My my wife, up until last year, hated it. She never watched the movie in its entirety. So well, I actually sat her lamp. down. I actually sat her down, and she watched it. And she the only part she doesn't like is the woman's cooking. Hmm. I said, whatever. But the rest of the movie, it's, it's a classic. It's definitely a class, classic. And then uh, Home Alone. My kids love Home Alone. We were actually watching... Uh, a couple of them the other day. We've watched all three recently. <laughs> and Netflix? No. Netflix, no. I think, believe. No. No? What's it on? Uh, oh, no. Whatever the fuck we watched. Amazon Prime. Yeah, probably. So, from my perspective, thanks for asking, Sal, where my three are. But Oh, yeah, Rob, what are your three? <laughs> so, my three. <laughs> Sorry. I'm such an ass. <laughs> so, I'm I've never heard of co-host. A Christmas Tree Miracle, so I'll go look that up. I probably watched it and just don't recognize it. Uh, I love Elf. Elf is probably, and that's what prompted Sal was talking Elf on the shelf. Elf is my favorite holiday movie. It it is hysterical. I love Will Ferrell. I think he's hysterical. We watched it Sunday night. It's 
<laughs> it's it's so good. I haven't watched it this season, but I will. Uh, Home Alone, we've watched, like I was saying, we've watched that a couple times, right? We've watched actually one, two, and three, which doesn't have Macaulay Culkin in it, three. Yes, and then I think there's a fourth. Yeah, I didn't get that far. But I will say, my kids are like, how could you leave your kid? I was like, I don't know. They're, they're very <laughs> bad parents. Bad parents. <laughs> I'm great, apparently, compared to them. So, Rad Dad right here. And then I just changed my third. I previously had, I don't even know what the hell I deleted. Um, but, oh, I had four Christmases. But then I realized I was missing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, but do you watch that with the kids? Uh, we're talk- are we talking about kids movies here? Because that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you're talking about, like, my... Oh, I watch it with the kids. Come on. Really? Yeah, I have two boys. <sighs> See, I- I'm on the fence. I, I want to watch it with my kids, but I don't know. Some, some uh, oh my god, risque there parts is in some there. risque parts, and we'll fast forward through them. But we've watched, and I think we've watched it with them multiple times. It is hysterical. It is, I love. It's, it's a great movie. It is one of the, my favorite movies. My kids. So I don't know. I feel like my boys are growing up way too fast. But my kids are just very a little bit more mature than I anticipate them to be. My seven year old is very way more mature than he should well, be. Well, he feeds off of your feeds oldest. off the nine year old, yeah. which is soon going to be ten year old. But I think one of the things that allows them to grow up a little faster is the amount of time they spend online, which is one of my pet peeves: is get the hell outside and less time on your tablets. So we've actually now blocked YouTube from the whole house. There's no YouTube except for school. Which I can't block YouTube on their yeah. computers because apparently they use it, but every other device, which I'm not sure they know yet, is blocked from YouTube. So I found out you cannot block anything on their school account because I found out. So they they got Chrome. I can through the circle. Really? Yeah, I can block anything because the way the circle works, and this is why I love the circle. Anything that joins my network, I can tell them what they can and cannot say. See. When they got they got Chromebooks last year for Christmas, yeah, and I blocked everything on their personal Google accounts. Agreed. So I know where you're going. So when they went to their school account, I don't do it by account. I do it by device. So say so for my computer, if I take this computer and I say, all right, this computer can access everything. Or this computer can access everything but YouTube. I can actually get down to the application and block that application. Ah, uh, okay. So that's why I like to search circles, like 100 bucks or whatever it is. But not with, the, th- with the Nighthawk, I, I can do that. I don't use the Nighthawk for that because the thing the circle also does is say, hey, I can give you an hour of YouTube. I can give you 15 minutes. Oh. So it, it, will, it will vary. And what it also does is it puts... So it allows you to create profiles. So my oldest has a profile. My youngest has a profile. They have a certain amount of time they can game every day. They can't sign on to their gaming stuff until past 3 o'clock. Or they they can't game at all during the week. But on the weekends, they can sign in past 3 o'clock. How bad is it out? Is it getting worse? I don't know. But it's a good thing I got four-wheel drive. Yeah, that's why you came here and I didn't go there. Yes, I kind of figured I, that. Thanks. Yeah, I was a little worried about that. Or my crappy Jeep would never make it through. But... Bad. Wind's blowing. All right, there we go. Not too bad. All right, we're expecting twenty-four inches, so I'm just waiting for that to happen. But again, that's you know, it's kind of where it's going. Can you hear the water in the background? Sal's not going to the bathroom. He's just he's just getting some water. So my other question, or my last question, before we do our bourbon tasting, 
is when does the fucking elf go back to the North Pole? Yesterday. Yeah, seriously. I think it's uh, Christmas Eve, right? Uh, yeah, because Christmas, Christmas Day, the Christmas Day is up gone. And yeah. And I know, and I've seen a bunch of parents are very creative about the outfit. Dude, some of the shit I see online is is nuts. It's nuts. I'm not creative. <laughs> this shit just fucking floats throughout the house. But so my, my youngest goes, he can't come into our room, can he, Dad? And I was like, no, he can't. That's my middle daughter. She's she's terrified. Like, she was so happy he was stuck in the box these past 14 days. <laughs> so now she's going to want to sleep with either her sisters or us well, now that he's flying around the fucking house. We actually threw the first one out because... They were so terrified of it, and I was like, great, they're never going to do it again. This year, they're like, when's the elf coming back? And I'm like, <laughs> he died. <laughs> no. He was he's done. He left. He yeah. went to another family. You have to find a new one. So this <laughs> one's name is Peppermint, not Elf. So so do we want to pause? This is a freaking long, this is 52 minutes before I start editing. Wow. Yeah, we've been talking for a while. You want to shut the fuck up? Sorry, what the fuck? No, you, you he went on. He went on his tangent about the he, you know, about the governor the hypocrisy. Or sorry. Yeah. So well, yeah, let's pause here. Let's do our uh, bourbon review. Yeah, and we'll be back in uh, in a short break. All right, and, sounds and, good. In the meantime, listen to uh, uh, our sponsors. <laughs> and here's a word from our sponsors. Dun, 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 dun. We have no sponsors, <laughs> and we're back. We are. What was seconds for you was minutes for us? Hours? Minutes? Um, hours, well, yes. Hours, you stole yeah. my line. <laughs> I stole Sal's line. Jumping so, in my grave. So we're going to churn through this. So uh, Sal needs to get home because there's a blizzard outside. Snowpocalypse of 2020. Yes. So what we are tasting tonight is Knob Creek, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, uh, 12-year-old. Uh, it is a small batch. It is a hundred proof, fifty percent alcohol by volume. Uh, like I said, twelve years. Batch size small. Mash build unknown. Awards definitely none. Uh, the color is copper. I'm going with copper. What do you think, Sal? Yeah, we've been down this rabbit hole before. I'm going to say <laughs> copper. But hey, I just want to make a note. I just want to mention something on your batch size. Why don't you read what you wrote there? Small bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, babe, are you messing with my files? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I'll later. agree. It's a copper. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> uh, I skipped over the distillery. It's uh, Knob Creek out of, I think it's Claremont, Kentucky. C-L-E-R-M-O-N-T. I think that's Claremont. No awards, like I said. Copper, copper color. Uh, price is 60-ish. So we've seen it between high 50s to mid 60s. So from nose and aroma, I'm saying it's spicy. I can't get any. We've we actually spent a lot of time before we started recording talking about the aroma. Actually, holy, it's an oak. So I get an oak. I get a spice. So the empty glass actually, interesting enough, I get an oakiness out of the out of um, a empty glass or a mostly empty glass. So I'd like to mention this. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but. The other day, I poured myself a glass of bourbon, and it was empty. And I was sitting there working. It was, this was night, late at night. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there working <laughs> at <It> was, noon. <laughs> it's 5 o'clock somewhere. So I, I, kept, I 
kept smelling something. I was like, what the, f- what is that smell? Like I put my nose in the air and I look over at my glass, my empty glass, and I pick up my glass. I was like, oh, wow. So guys, if you really want to get the nose of a, of a bourbon, pour yourself a glass, drink it, right? I, I know you want to pour yourself a second glass. Let the glass sit. Right? Let the glass sit. Let the bourbon in there kind of sort of dry out. And oh my God, the aroma of the bourbon is tremendous from from, from, a, from an empty glass. I agree. It, it's pretty cool. That was pretty cool because I didn't, I was actually sent, telling a Sal offline that I, all I was smelling was really like a spiciness, a, a really abrasive smell to to this bourbon. And with the lack of liquid in the glass you could really come up with the oak yeah Yeah, you can come up with the oak the spice is still there but the oak is resonates and the the alcohol is not burning your nose yeah that was the other thing we were having problems (laughs) seeing us trying to smell it was pretty funny i wish i wish we had our youtube channel really up and running because it would have been hilarious to watch us do this uh and then tasting for me from a tasting notes uh it's it's definitely a spice to it a vanilla i smell and now with with identifying the oakiness, I think there's a subtle oak uh, that you can taste. The finish, to be honest, it's a burn. It burns, it clears your sinuses, and it burns all the way down. I think it is a full flavor bourbon with a nice burn down your down your esophagus. Definitely, definitely a bourbon that that I do enjoy. Again, it's a Knob Creek 12 year. It's it's rated. I forget what site I saw it on, but it is rated one of the top bourbons in in 2020. Sal, what is your thoughts? So my 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 thoughts on this uh, Knob Creek, just so everybody knows, uh, we taste our bourbons neat to get the uh, full complex flavor of the bourbon. Definitely on the nose, the I get the vanilla and the oak. <clears throat> when when you first pour it, you're not going to get the oak, you know, automatically because of the the alcohol i mean it's 100 proof but if you if you run the glass past your nose don't don't put your nose in the glass if you run your nose or the glass past your nose or your nose past the glass for however the hell you want to do it I, I, you get the you get the subtle oak in it so i, I get the vanilla the the subtle oak uh, tasting uh, definitely vanilla and 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 the undertone of the oak um finish yes it, it does have a burn not so much. I mean, yes, a lingering burn. Not so much. I, I don't get the clearing of the sinuses, but I, I don't recommend that you inhale when you sip this bourbon. You will <laughs> cough up a lung. <laughs> mm. oh, Overall, man. it's a it's a full full bodied bourbon. Not not complex. Uh, good tasting bourbon. So my my barrels rating for this bourbon. I'm gonna give it a uh, a five barrel. You're going a five barrel. Yeah, I'm going a five barrel. Oh. I mean, it's it's okay. It's the middle of the road. I don't love it. I don't hate it. So I'm gonna give it a five. I am actually gonna undercut you, which I wrote it down before you actually gave your rating. I feel the same way. I think it's middle of the road, but I think it's a little bit subpar for middle of the road. I'm gonna give it a four point five barrel. I think that is. A fair rating. I was contemplating even possibly a little bit lower, but I think four point five is, is solid. So well, I, I think that that does it for our what sixty seven minute episode. 
it's that's literally a, that's, 60 that's minutes. A long one. That's a long one. I don't know if I want to apologize to our listeners, but I, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, by the time we edit it, it'll probably be a little less than that. But I hope it's 50. Guys, for those of you who, are, who continue to listen, thank you very much. We appreciate the listen. Maybe give us a thumbs up on Facebook or one of the outlets you're listening to. It'd be on. great if you review us on iTunes. That'd be fabulous. Yeah, that, send us a, a review on iTunes. That would be uh, stupendous of you. And um, since this is our holiday uh, episode, I want to wish everybody a happy and safe holiday season and a healthy and safe new year. Uh, but we're dropping one before New Year, right? We're better. We'll make it happen. We'll, we'll definitely make it happen. We'll definitely make it happen. So everybody be safe, be well. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.